You're listening to the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast with Chris and Garrett. Hello and Merry Christmas from the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast with Chris and Garrett. I'm Chris and this month we're kicking off our Christmas movie commentary series with the Chris Columbus, John Hughes, and Macaulay Culkin Christmas classic from 1990, Home Alone. If you're like us, chances are you've seen this movie more times than you can count. It's a holiday favorite and a modern Christmas classic for many. When John Hughes was planning to go on a vacation in the late 80s, he put together a list of things to take on his trip. In the process, he had a thought, what if he actually forgot one of his kids? That idea took root in Hughes' brain, and he soon cranked out the initial story idea for what would become Home Alone. Rather than direct the film himself, Hughes enlisted director Chris Columbus, who had originally been slated to direct another John Hughes project, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Unfortunately, Columbus and Vacation star Chevy Chase didn't get along, so Hughes tapped Columbus to helm the Home Alone project. Macaulay Culkin, who was 10 at the time of Home Alone's release, had starred in a previous Hughes film, Uncle Buck, with John Candy. Hughes was so impressed with Culkin's comic timing and presence, he knew that Culkin was the right actor for Kevin McAllister. Rounding out this Christmas classic are comic actors Catherine O'Hara, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, and a cameo by Hughes's favorite comic leading man, John Candy. Grab your copy of the movie, snag a candy cane and some eggnog, and join Garrett and me for our movie commentary of Home Alone. So, finally uh, able to, last week, have a little bit of an issue with, I said scheduling, but the fact of the matter is, we talked about this a few minutes ago, I um, came down with uh, the flu. So, uh, fortunately not COVID. I was, even though I'm vaccinated and I got all that stuff, I was kind of like, please don't be COVID. Um, but turns out, <laughs> it's like the flu isn't so great either. <laughs> People tend to forget COVID gets all the, the top billing these days, but you know what? There are other diseases out there, other viruses out there that can really they suck. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. anyway, I'm, so I'm going to, I was thinking about this before uh, we got on the call that I've, I've got this cough. It's kind of intermittent. So I'm going to have to try to, uh, there's a, I know zoom has like this. Um, if I mute, I can hold the space bar when I want to talk. So I may be doing that today so that, you're not hearing me cough up a lung because um, it kind of I can kind of tell when it's coming on so um, hopefully I can be fast enough on the draw that I can prevent this recording from hearing me you know hawking up god knows what but um, so last week we were not able to do the commentary for you know kind of uh, our holiday movies that we wanted to cover our Christmas movies that we wanted to cover uh, for this month and so we're kicking things off with uh, a movie that you and I saw in the movie theaters when it came out uh, in 1990, um, Home Alone, with uh, yep. Mac Culkin, 
I don't know if he actually goes by Mac these days, but I just, I don't know. It's kind of like Ricky Schroeder versus Rick Schroeder. I want to call him Mac Culkin. Yeah. Um, is he about he, to be a Ricky though? Yeah, I think he is probably, probably. Yeah. It's like, you know, stick with the name. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, Macaulay Culkin. Um, speaking of Macaulay, um, well, really speaking of his brother, um, his younger brother who is in Home Alone as uh, the kid who is the bedwetter. I forget his name. Is it Lewis? Or I forget um, he's the cousin right but yeah rory uh is uh, he was on one of the late sh- the late night shows i think he was on tonight's show not too long ago um you know and he's obviously an actor in his own right um i think he's actually he's done a lot more acting in past he, years he, than is than, it fuller uh, maybe it is maybe it is Kier- is it kieran it's kieran yeah it's not kieran, rory. yeah it's Sorry, fuller I said rory. fuller it's full his name was fuller in the movie that's right, Fuller. Yep, I think uh, Rory is dad. Or no, no, wait. Rory is uh, no. He is he's the youngest. So it's Karen. So they've got like I forget how many Culkin kids there are, but it's like Rory is not the one I was thinking of. It is Karen. Karen is the one that was on the late night. Um, what I remember, Rory, because he's the youngest Culkin boy. He was in, oh, what was that movie? Uh, the M. Night Shyamalan, um, Signs, the one with Mel Gibson. He played. Uh, oh, yeah, it's the anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kieran is uh, the second oldest, I think. And he is, uh, yeah, he's 39. So he's not much younger than, um, than Macaulay. But, uh, but yeah, Kieran's a really good actor. He's done a lot of stuff over the years. Um, I know he's done some TV shows. Um, some successful uh, TV shows. Um, when I used to watch, uh, I don't even know if it's still on anymore. Um, there was a television version of Fargo. Um, it was based on the movie um, back from the mid nineties. Um, he was in a season of uh, Fargo back in 2015. He was really good in that. Played a played a crook. But anyway, yeah. So um, we're talking about <clears throat> Karen. He was also in Home Alone, playing the younger cousin who. Love to drink before he drink soft drinks before he went to bed, and because you know he was in danger of wetting the bed, and Kevin didn't want to be in the same bed with him, that kind of thing. But um, I this was a this was a movie like when it came out. I remember the hype for it, but more than anything, I remember that Macaulay was the kid in Uncle Buck, right? Kids in Uncle Buck, and I loved him in Uncle Buck. Um, I thought he and and John Candy had such great chemistry in that movie. There's that one scene where, you know, Culkin is like interrogating Uncle Buck. He's asking him all these questions like real rapid fire. Um, it's a real funny scene. But apparently that there was a scene in Uncle Buck where um, John Candy's girlfriend, Amy Madigan, uh, comes to find Buck. So she shows up at his brother's house. And the scene, I know you know the scene where uh, Macaulay's talking to her through the mail slot in the door uh, and he's asking for ID yeah. and all this stuff. Well, apparently that scene was the scene where uh, John Hughes was like, I got to get this kid in another movie. I've got like it actually kind of that plus this other idea that uh, Hughes had about going on vacation and forgetting his his 10 year old son. Not that that really happened, but he thought like what would happen if that happened? 
kind of came together and led to the creation of uh, this story. And so knowing about those things, because, you know, in 1990, I was still, you know, on a John Hughes high, uh, even though he had kind of transitioned out of the teen movies, but, you know, he was still doing things more producing than in writing than actual directing. So I was like, yeah, it's a John Hughes movie, you know, he's producing it, but, uh, and I knew Chris Columbus because uh, he had actually directed a movie in the mid eighties that I really, really love um, young Sherlock Holmes. That was the, I think the, one of the first movies he ever directed uh, Steven Spielberg produced. And um, of course, Columbus went on to direct uh, the first two Harry Potter movies. And Oh yeah. A other we, can talk, we, we could talk, we could talk all night just about him. Yeah. Yeah. So it I just, mean, the whole 1492 production. I oh, mean, yeah. Oh yeah. That was, I mean, and there's just, I think it's just, um, you know, you've got Macaulay, you've got Hughes, you've got Columbus. And then uh, Catherine O'Hara is like one of my favorite comedians or comedians, you know, like comic actresses uh, of all time. I just, I love Oh, before you said that, and he wrote, he wrote the screenplay for Gremlins. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. So, I mean, that's like, I mean, that's, a lot. I mean, yeah, which we've, yeah, that's big. Go ahead. And one thing, and uh, you may not have known this, he also, uh, so, I mean, he directed Mrs. Doubtfire. He directed uh, Nine Months, I think was the name of it, with Hugh Grant. Um, he also wrote a screenplay for a movie that wasn't produced. And I believe the name of it was called More, M-O-R-E. And it did not get made because the premise was very similar to a movie that was also being made at the same time. Um, a movie called Multiplicity that had Michael Keaton in it. It plays a guy who learned he, he finds a way to clone himself, right? So he can create duplicates of. Himself. I remember that. Yeah, and so uh, I read Chris's script, which had a very similar premise. And as much as I, I actually enjoyed Multiplicity because Harold Ramis directed it, Michael Keaton was in it. It was terrific. Um, Andy McDowell was in it. Uh, it was a great movie, but I really liked Chris's script more. Uh, I liked more, more because <laughs> I was about to say, did you like it more? Or did you like more, more? Did just, I, I had, I had a greater preference for more uh, for the screenplay, and I is one of those things. It's like, man, I really wish he had been able to like have more, more. Get, I got you. Get Michael, get Andy, but make this story instead because I, I felt like um, I don't know. There were just elements of it that I felt like really touched on this idea that like if you had a way to duplicate yourself to kind of take care of all the things that you want to take care of or do the things that you've always wanted to do, but didn't have time to do, um, you know, would you do it and would it work kind of thing? Would it work out? Um, so anyway, but yeah, so it, all of that to say like this movie, when it came out, there was a lot, I remember the hype for it because it was a comedy. It was a Christmas movie. There were, you know, Macaulay Culkin, there's a lot of buzz about him. Um, but I was surprised at how much I enjoyed the movie. Because, uh, you know, I was thinking, oh, it's probably going to be a kid's movie. It's probably going to, in some ways it is. Um, but again, just to touch back on Columbus, I think, you know, what John Hughes wrote was a good, a good story. But Columbus, being a screenwriter in his own right, actually added a lot of things that I think people, when they think about the movie, they're like, oh, that's such a beautiful part of this movie. Um, primarily the whole subplot with the, the old neighbor, you know, that everybody's yeah, old man, O'Malley, whatever his yeah. name is. 
it's like that actually to me was such a touching subplot there where yeah he gets to know him and he finds out he's estranged from his son and just all these things and just the ending is just like this really kind of sweet element yeah. to it um and so that was columbus's you know input that was his part his contribution in addition to directing this so i think it was just a really good mix it's like hughes producing columbus directing um you got stars like culkin you've got Catherine o'hara who i just i love her i've always loved her ever since sctv uh you got joe pesci who was coming off of you know i mean it was this was actually before goodfellas if i remember correctly it was right around the time of goodfellas yeah and so he was on a you know big tear you know my cousin Vinny and oh um, yeah so and then of course you know daniel stern was a great you know comedic sidekick for you know they were a great comedic duo so yeah just really were yeah you know i mean there it's funny because i since the christmas season has started already and lauren you know the kids they they always want to watch christmas movies you know we've we've watched home alone already this this month we watched it oh wait yeah, I think we watched it the first day of December. Yeah, um, Dylan, it was Dylan's first time seeing it. So he's, he's eight going on nine. So yeah. so did he enjoy it? No, oh, he loved it. Yeah. So yeah. That was it. That was that was that was cool to see through his eyes. Yeah. Well, I say let's go ahead and jump into it and uh we can talk as we go. Um but I've got mine synced up and it's at zero. And I'm ready to go whenever you are. I'm good. Let's count us down. All right, so we're going to be watching Home Alone, and I'll count us down from three, two, one, play. The old 20th Century Fox sign and fanfare, which exists no longer, thanks to Disney. Thanks to Disney. Yep. I think it's just 20th Century. John Hughes production. Yep. Okay. And uh, also forgot to mention it a moment ago, uh, the music, John Williams composed this music. So, you know, guy composed Star Wars soundtrack, yeah. Superman, like, I mean, it's... Yeah. Anything great was yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, it really it is. I know Danny Elfman, I guess Danny Elfman started, started to take over a lot of those duties well, in the 90s, but yeah, this was still, great. this is right at the, the very end of the 80s. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about that. It's like, if this movie would have been started filming just a little bit earlier. Yeah. He would have had an 80s, but it's, uh, yeah. I think it started in January of 90. So when yeah. the filming, oh no, my thing just started to spin. Uh oh. Is it frozen? Yeah. What in the world? Is it your disc? Yeah. Let me, uh, it's not nothing's working. Okay, I can. Um, we can just keep going. We, if you want, we can start back. Uh, yeah, I'll, no, I'll catch up with you. I'm just, just gotta. Okay. I cannot believe this is happening. <laughs> so there's the McAllister house. Raja Gosnell is the editor. He uh, actually went on to be a film director. I find it interesting. You got a cop standing in, in your foyer and like nobody's like, you know, hey, there's a cop down here, you know. And what, where, what's it saying on your screen? Or, Chris Columbus. There's, there's Catherine O'Hara. She is so funny. Okay. 
I'll have to tell you about the first time I ever saw her on TV. She made me laugh so hard. I was like 10 years old and she made me laugh until I thought I was going to pass out. It's Kevin talking. Where are you? Yeah. It's not even rated R. It's... Mouth on that, Kevin. The uh, late John Hurd, he died a few years back. There's Kieran. Again, why is no one saying, hey, somebody, there's a cop down here in the foyer. I don't know. It seemed to be a big deal to me. It's like a cop standing in my foyer. Exactly. Yeah. We were talking about this, I think, when we watched uh, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. A lot of people think that um, Neil's house is the same house as this one. And it's yeah. not. But they're no. in the same neighborhood, apparently, or the same area. Yeah, same as in the... I mean, they, they have a very similar style, but McAllister House is definitely bigger. Yes, it is. This house is much. Not that the other house is small. It's just that this house. I forgot to mention, um, being this is the Midnight Movie Snack podcast, the snack of choice today is a Swiss roll. little Swiss roll. little Debbie Swiss roll. Because I haven't had a Swiss roll in years, and I think just feeling not so good, Lauren went to the grocery store and said, hey, can I get you something for tonight? And I just popped in my head. I said, I want a Swiss roll. <laughs> Got me a Swiss roll, bless her. And it's good. I have uh, your peppermint patty tonight. Good choice. There are certain parts of the script that feel like, oh yeah, this is John Hughes, you know, like writing teen stuff. Like he's kind of pulling a little bit, not quite, but just a little. Flemwad. Who? There are some times where I'm like, okay, I know that kids can talk really mean to each other, but Flemwad. Yeah. What's on your What's on your screen? I want to make sure I'm even up with you. Um, Buzz and the cousin and Kevin are looking out the window. Yeah. Okay. We're we're on the see the old man uh -huh. pulling the. Okay. All right. We're, we're, we're synced. He's going to start digging a hole to bury his victim. 
this uh, this actor, I don't have Wikipedia in front of me to look him up, but um, I know he did some other movies in the eighties and nineties. But he was a he was a great actor. Who the the older man or the, the old guy? Let's see if I can. Uh, he he reminds me a lot of my uh, paternal grandfather. Like they look a lot alike and have a very similar like disposition. Like he looks like he could be really mean, but then you talk to him and he sounds really kind. Yeah, like this shot where he looks up, that looks so much like my granddad, my dad's dad. Like just he'd have a beard, scraggly beard. He had like the head oh, yeah. coat. No, he was like in the Great Gatsby, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Escape Malcatraz. He was in Christine. Those are some of the ones. He he dude, he 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 graduated from Harvard. I mean Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. This has got to be the worst pizza delivery guy I've ever seen. He knocks yeah, he's over every time. Well, it's not just him. It's like every the whole point. It's like the, like the, the guy hits it. Yeah, the air, the air, the, the transportation, the airport guy hits it. It's just like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, yep. He was in Christine, Ruben, Ruben. Yep, that was the movie. That, that, um, uh, the one Barry was in. Barry was in. Yep, he was in Vision Quest. That's right. That's right. Which, which, which leads to the fact that we need to do Vision Quest. We got to yeah. get that, oh, dude. I love that movie so much. I and Doc Hollywood. Talk about Versa. Well, Doc Hollywood would be another good one to do. This guy that plays Uncle Frank, he is just a master of playing like the most obnoxious relative, like the kind of guy you would not want to go on vacation with, right? Yeah, you haven't paid for these pizzas. Now the Uncle Frank guy that I read that was part was supposed to be was written for Kelsey Grammer. He wasn't available. I can't picture him. I mean, I, I think Kelsey Grammer is so hilarious, but I have a hard time picturing him. Yeah, I mean, I think the, this guy gives the whole. Yeah, I like Kelsey Grammer. I wouldn't want him to see him playing a jerk. You know. Yeah. I still think of him as Frazier. I have a hard time. I've seen him do other stuff, and he's a great actor, but. <laughs> oh, he just throws the passports away. Okay, the tickets. Okay. 
You little jerk. <laughs> you have to say here, I have to side with Kevin here at the bus. Yeah, yeah. yeah but. Yeah, seriously. Kevin, you're such a disease. Shut up, dude. Like you're some prize yourself. Kevin's spider sense has gone off. He's like, cop's got a gold tooth. Something's not right here. Yeah. <clears throat> Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci in a cop costume in 1990 should, you know, you should immediately go like somebody right here. It is Chicago. So I'll tell you what, now I'm on Kevin's side for a lot of this, but the way he talks to his parents, I say this now as a parent myself, like what he just said, he called his mom a dummy. I'm like, dude, I would, yeah. oh, I would not, I, you would time travel. I would knock you back into next week. You know, if you talk to your mom like that, if I heard you, you would, you would be back in sixteen candles. That's how far back you would go. Seriously, man, I'm gonna send you. No, I'm gonna send you back to Mr. Mom. <laughs> I'll let Michael Keaton take care of you. Exactly. No, it wouldn't. And the version I want to see where he gets his little butt uh, <laughs> tore up. <laughs> this is that. You didn't know this is that. No, I'm not going to even say it. I'm not even going to say it. We'll just move on. <laughs> yeah. I know. It almost sets it up like you want It's just like, a, yeah. Little, oh. It's this silver bullet? What's going on? Home alone. Is his friend? Is his best friend Marty? Marty? If Gary Busey showed up now, this this movie would go to like eleven. Yeah. It, oh, it was so. Can you imagine? Now that would have been a movie. Macaulay Culkin, Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> That would be hilarious. Uncle Red. So here's some. Here's yep, some there it is. If they couldn't have gotten Joe Pesci, if they could have gotten Gary Busey to play one of the wet bandits, that would have.
I think I'm a couple of seconds behind you. I kind of need to come on down a little bit. And say I had to like I had to hit my ten my ten second up to get it to check catch back up. Oh, this kid's hilarious. Do you know if it's cold there? Do you know if there's <laughs> you have to actually speak French? Do you know. Okay, I don't know. Hit the road. <laughs> that kid's going to go missing one day. He's going to get in the wrong vehicle with the wrong man. Never seen again. That's like a that's like a TV movie of the week. <laughs> what is with this kid just going and opening other people's bags? Kid didn't care. It's like I bet that kid eats glue, eats paste. Who is that kid? <laughs> Nobody knows him. No one even said they only acknowledged them like, all right, thanks. He's a ghost. Whatever. He's a ghost of the kid that used to live there. Oh no, he's the ghost from three the three men and the baby. Is that it? Exactly. Because it's interesting. Oh, actually, he said he was going on vacation too. <laughs> really? Even for all the comments we said about Kevin, the way he talked to his parents, the rest of these kids, they're horrible. Like, I mean, you, I definitely do feel a sense of sympathy. Like the oldest kid to the youngest, they're all just like obnoxious. Uh, you probably saw this. This is a Wikipedia. It's not the, nothing that I'm unveiling. That's not. They said that when the girls wrote, who did the scene. One of the one of the siblings or the cousin or something. She said that it took them a couple of days to film this because there was like they filmed this actually in the airport and they had like a thousand extra people, extras, and to get it right, like orchestrated where they're all running together, they don't they don't trip and follow each other and all this kind of stuff. And it's just, I mean, it's, it it amazes me when I when I read stuff like that 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 you that you spend that much time on mm -hmm. like. I'm like, it is the most things that you just take for granted. You think right. the things that only take like a few seconds of screen time. It's like, those are the things that usually winds up taking days, especially when you got a bunch of people involved who are like extras or you're shooting in a public place like that. Yeah. Logistically, it's a nightmare. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, but John Hughes, but playing trades automobile talk about how john hughes insisted that he wanted this elaborate set for for the uh you know for the page house yeah and it cost like a ton of money to build it and they did it you know because you know he was john hughes at the time you know he's still john hughes and whatever but they got they were really mad about it and it wasn't even featured hardly at all in the film it's not like it didn't get like that wasn't what it was about i mean yeah uh, 
Now, now there's a classic that's, I don't know if we're synced up or not, but Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, that's probably the, the quietest a house has ever been. Dude, you got your 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 volumes off. There you go. I'm muted. Sorry. I was gonna say um, the whole thing about him. You said it was the quietest it's been in that house. It's like that's one of the things about this movie from when it first came out to today. I have always, while I love being around family, when I'm home by myself, especially like nowadays working from home, if the kids are at school, Lauren's at work. It's just like this. Just I kind of sit from it. Just quiet. It's just kind of. <laughs> I just enjoy it. Just the I just soak it in for a moment because I'm like, I don't have kids yelling, fighting. I don't have a honey do list. It's just me. Just <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> and when I had more hair, when I get up in the mornings, I look like that. Sticking straight up. I still look like that. It's just just different. It's curly and everywhere. <laughs> Especially right now, I haven't had a haircut forever. So it's like it really gets I'm finally looks, getting a haircut uh Sunday. It's been like two months. I'm finally getting a cut. Does your dad still cut your hair? Sure does. The 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 man, the the legend. That's right. Hey, good enough. Hey, went from Johnny Cash and Roy Orbison down to me. So, um, you know, it's just the tradition. That's right. I got to. I remember when. Oh, uh, that's kind of cool. I didn't say there's a mannequin down there. Yeah. That's a good setup. There. There's a about... lot of stuff down here that, that kind of foreshadows. Well, I noticed I I noticed the Michael uh, the Michael Jordan uh, stand up in, in Buzz's room, you know that kind of thing. We saw the we saw the tarantula. Uh, obviously, this is setting up the him scared of the furnace, and of course the base showing the basement. Yeah, which we'll see later as well. But and you don't realize at the time, really. Sometimes you don't you don't realize that you're being set up. He reminds me sometimes of my youngest son. Just wait, when, like when my son was his age, just wait and he'd run around and it goes by quick. Oh, I would, I was, when Dylan and I watched this, it was right after Thanksgiving. We were, we were decorating for Christmas and had it on, put it on for he could watch it. And uh, we're talking about, you know, he's at the age where we could, you know, I talk about it'd be great to take him to, if I could, if I could easily get to, get to Chicago like like a snap of the fingers, I would. Yeah, I would let him go do some. Uh, we'll go do some recreate, you know, like I did with Logan on New York. I would let him do like run in the park, what you know, and away from the like, you yeah. know, when he's scared of the old man and the he's buying a toothpaste and toothbrush or whatever he's buying. 
there's something coming up. I need I need you to help me understand. I'll, I'll bring it up when it when it okay. Happens. It never made sense to me when the movie when I first saw it. it still doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if I'm just missing something. It's probably because I'm missing something. But well, I mean, that's a Playboy magazine, and usually boys are interested. Well, he throws it behind him, so he's not quite there yet. <laughs> he's not 13 yet. Yeah. Junior Mets. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, oh I should have thought of. I had. I had. You remember Patty's? Man, I should have had Junior Mets tonight. That'd have been great. Humans is fine, but that Crunch Gators, I forgot those chips. That <laughs> Buzz's girlfriend, that was funny. He is pretty frightening. You shoot your eye out, kid. That's what my kitchen looks like after my 15-year-old's been in there. This is great. This is where we get to see uh, Ralph Footy. Footy. We saw Ralph earlier this year in uh, Raw Deal. Raw Deal, exactly what I wanted to. And you know when he did when he did Raw Deal, you know no one knew this. No one knew this movie. Yeah, I mean this. I mean you know he, you know this. This really gave him. This is probably his most notable role. I gotta say, you know, this was shot for this movie. There is no course, yes, yes. But I gotta say, man, they really do a good job. Like. <laughs> I love the laugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would have thought, man, that was love to see the original script, like the original notes. Oh, his I'm mom. guessing that I'm guessing that's gotta be disturbance in the force. She's yep. like that's got to be a, that's got to be a John Hughes, but I would love to see. I mean, who would have? I mean, think about it, man. That's in that's in the you got that you got it on t shirts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, I was reading over uh, the screenplay for Planes, Trains, and Automobiles again not too long ago, and um, Hughes was such a good writer. I just I always enjoy reading his stuff. Really good at dialogue. I'm amazed how quickly he could write screenplays. He would bang stuff out so quick. Yeah, it's amazing when I read some the book it's on him talking about, yeah, he's how fast he would do it. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. 
I do. And I know from and I know from talking to you so much since you since you've written quite a few screenplays and stuff uh, that I know your experience at it and what it takes to do it. I know that I'm like okay, this to to do it that quickly is, I mean that is a pure. Yeah. It's usually one of two things. You've either you're just a genius or you're using substances like drugs and alcohol. I I've heard just heard I think it's more rumor than anything else that, that Hughes during some period in his career he did do cocaine but I think it was more he was just a genius he, he just could crank out stuff he had a you know people forget that he kind of got his start in advertising yes writer and when you're an advertiser a copywriting you know in advertising you got to crank stuff out quick you got to be good so I think that kind of honed his skill for that kind of thing. But yeah, he had a gift for sure. If he did cocaine, I bet you he, that was a after he went to Hollywood type deal. I just have a hard time seeing that being early on when he was doing. Um, you know, when he was doing 16 Candles and Breakfast Club and that thing, I, you know, I think. When he moved to California, I could see that. When he did the whole change of – I guess it was starting with Breakfast Club, I guess. But when he started to have the whole uh, – that new – you know, that kind of like they said, like a nerdy, preppy look. You know, he had the – he had the – he had he, – he, they, I remember um, – oh, my mind's blanking all of a sudden, but – So what's Farmer Ted? What's Farmer Ted's name? Oh, uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, well, I can't think of his name. Love that kid. Uh, or it's not a kid. He's older than me. But, That's all right. It's, it, yeah. it's a sign of old age. I'm doing Yeah, I'm telling you. But, like, but he said that, you know, he said that, you know, here he, he always – he said he loved tennis shoes. He said he always had on, like, new Jordans or new Nikes or whatever. And then he had his, you know, his other – his yeah. perfect type of, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so. he, um yeah, he's, he's a really uh, – I think his quirkiness, but also his savviness. Like, he was quirky but savvy also. And uh, I think that's one of the things I liked about Hughes is because, you know, he wasn't popular in high school by his own account, but, you know, he wound up marrying cheerleader. So, I mean, he had something. He had some quality about him. Um but I just remember, you know, reading his biography and just anytime I could see an interview with him on TV, I would watch it just because I just loved when he would actually talk about the process of writing or directing and just felt like this guy is just, he's, he's got something that others just don't have. Hence the reason, you know, since his passing, like, you know, there've been a handful of attempts at teen movies that try to fit the Hughes mold like Judd Apatow did some and there were a couple others over the years and it's like it's not that they're bad movies but they're just they're, they can't duplicate they cannot duplicate John Hughes and even like Kevin's Kevin Smith said he's like well my movies he's like I've always written them they're John Hughes movies just with dirtier words and I'm like well Kevin Smith no offense to you but uh your movies aren't even anything close to a John Hughes movie. I mean, it's just, 
No, Kevin Smith, fine, but not, no, not, not, sorry, not in the same, not even in the same zip code or the same state. It's just no offense to him. Like you said, I mean, I think, I think Kevin Smith has talent, but I wouldn't even put him on the same page as John Hughes. I don't think he would either. No. I think he said it more of just like a tribute that his movies were trying to, you know, capture some of the John Hughes, like. Yeah, I think it would be like, it would be like us if we were to do a team movie and did it, we would, I think we would. In the U.S. and French. She just pushed that French woman away. I know. She's like, she's like, welcome to France. I'm taking the phone. (laughs) Every single one of these kids, absolutely useless. You know what? If the roles were reversed and one of them got left home, they'd be dead. So I am firmly in camp, Kevin. These other kids can can suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now, honestly, of all these kids, Kevin's the only one I'd want to hang out with. If I was a kid, like, I'm going to hang out with Kevin. He's the only kid that seems normal. (laughs) What's that again, Kevin? You were saying, I eat babies. Yeah, so much for that. The old guy's thinking, what is wrong with that kid? Whoop. <laughs> this scene's funny. Yeah, keep pushing. Go. Okay. Just like knock box on the glass. He's over there enjoying his donut and coffee. Hold on. He's holding that donut. A little dainty. That's another great actor there. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yep. Just uh, the last thing I saw him in was a movie we talked about just briefly. um, It's on Netflix. El Camino. It's a sequel to Breaking Bad. Yeah, we watched that. I watched that. I mean, Reprise is a role that he played in Breaking Bad. Um, Great actor. He's got that piece of donut on the phone. (laughs) Did you see that? (laughs) It falls off. (laughs) Yeah. He's like talking to foods, just falling into the phone. <laughs> useless. All of them. You kids are so useless. The yeah, sister in law is useless. So, sister in law, Frank, they're all useless. You know, another thing that, in addition to being really funny, I got to say, like, Catherine Harris pretty striking in this movie i don't know if it's the red hair or the green eyes or what but she's a bad looking mom i agree with you yeah 
I have to look and see what she did during that time frame. Like what else was she was doing? I mean, she, I know she's done. It was Beetlejuice a few years before this. <laughs> Telling her to count her kids again. That is um, actress. Uh, why am I blanking on her name? She's terrific. What's her name? Um, Hope. No, is it Hope? Like, I gotta remember. She's she went on to do a lot of movies and television. Um, what is her name? Um, Hope Davis. She's the French ticket agent, but she went on to do a lot of plays, a lot of movies in the early 2000s. Um, really good actress. I saw her in a play once years ago. She was really good. She played Maria Stark in Captain America Civil War. Oh, that's interesting. Little John Hurd. John Hurd was an actor I liked a lot. Um, he um, he passed away in 2017. He was 71. I know he had had bad health, and um, he had a uh, yeah he had heart um, atherosclerotic and hypertensive heart disease. Uh, but, um, he was recovering from back surgery. Um, he was he was in a hotel recovering, I think, and you know, he died in the hotel. Oh, everybody's going to know Catherine O'Hare recently from Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This right she, here. What, what? He didn't shave. Why is he screaming? Like, he's sitting there acting like he's doing all this stuff, and he puts brute or whatever it is on. Right. Like he stung himself. He didn't shave. His little sister's gig couldn't help. I'm just like, I've never understood that. I'm like, are you just trying to be cute? You know? Well, when I here's what I need to do. We need to do a test. Yeah, I have a nine. I have an eight year old going to be nine. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some of that. We're gonna re. We're gonna recreate. We're gonna do a do a video and recreate that. You should see if it works. You should. And I'm just gonna tell him. I said, "Hey, do the Home Alone thing." I won't even tell him that. I even think it's gonna see see if he do this and see if it what happens. Yeah. It, I, I, I'm. My apologies in advance if it winds up stinging the mess out of them. I just, yeah. I remember like my dad used Brute when I was a kid. And I remember there were times because I'd see him take it and, you know, slap his you know, face like what Kevin did. And I remember my dad saying, you know, it stings after you've shaved. So I remember right. after you shave, right. And, and so I remember when he was sitting there shaving and I would, sometimes I would watch him, I'd take a little bit of it and just kind of, you know, and I said, Ooh, I said, it's like alcohol. He said, yeah. But it never stung my face. So I don't know if he was just like making fun of, you know, the fact that it, I, I just never understood the joke, I guess. I mean, I'm missing something, but. Oh, I just found a great picture of John Candy, Catherine, uh, Eugene Levy. When they were all, and I'll, maybe maybe it's Eugene Levy's wife. I don't know who she is, but 
but they were all back in, I guess, when they're doing SCTV. Yeah. yeah. It's a great pick. I'll have to see if I can. Uh... So um, I'll say this really quickly. I'll, I'll give you the full story another time. But um, the first time I ever saw Catherine O'Hara, it was 1980, maybe. And she was doing SCTV. And uh, she did a commercial, like a, a bogus commercial. Uh, now, you know, the product, I, I don't know if it's still on the market, but it was a uh, product used to be called Milk of Magnesia. Yeah. Well, she did a thing for Milk of Amnesia. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing. I remember just laughing hilar- hysterically because she's like, whenever I need to relax or unwind after a stressful day, I take a spoonful of milk of amnesia. When I take it, it and she starts to like pause. Huh. But where am I? <laughs> just, was, That's great. Her delivery was just so, I, I sat there, 10 year old me, just laughing hilariously. <clears throat> and, and she just ever since then, I, I just think she's the funniest, one of the funniest Um actresses out there i mean she continued in schitt's creek she's hilarious i i haven't watched i've only seen a few episodes of it here and there i haven't sat down and watched the series but what i've seen of her in it she's really funny he's a shot there Yeah, this is the scene I saw. I love how let let Dylan go running. Oh, cop looks like he's had a, one donut too many. Hold on, slow down! I just had a crueler. When I get a hold of you, I'm going to finish my bear claw, and then I'm going to put the cuffs on you. So that'd been great. That would be in the same train as uh, from Plane Train Automobile. That would be <laughs> been hilarious. Well, you know, like I said, I mean, like the stuff like they like use cinematic universe. Yeah, exactly. Talking the Heverse. Yeah, exactly. That would have been Ferris's dad. Would have been Ferris's dad in Plane Train Automobile. Yeah, you know. Wet bandits. It's interesting because some of these houses look really, really nice, and then others kind of like these don't look so nice. Yeah, they're not the same. It's like a I mean, they're not cookie cutter, which I'm not expecting them to be, but it's like you got the McAllister house, which is really, really nice. And then you got the house they just came out of. It looked like kind of old wooden slat, rickety looking. And it's like across the street. Yeah, exactly. It's like you can see it. You can... Um, I, I don't know if you've done this recently. 
but um, pulling these up on Google Maps to see what the houses look like now. Boy, yeah, the, the the home alone house has got like a got a gate around it, like an iron <laughs> like an iron gate. It's yeah. nice looking. It's black and everything. It's not like it's you know, but uh, and the house across the streets blurred out the one where the you know where people can do that for privacy sake or whatever. But you know, but there's pictures of there's pictures of this stuff on people have posted, and there's plenty. So there's plenty of location videos already out there. Who, yeah. Anybody wants to see. Uh, if I, I mean, if, if I ever got there, I would want to, I would want to film this too. I mean, it's like, this is, it, it may be nineties, but I would, I would definitely do a, I mean, I may do the whole thing, but I would, You're I would love to yourself now, all things nineties with Garrett. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I just, whatever it is, like all things horror with Garrett, all things, two thousands with Garrett, all things, all things, all things superheroes with Garrett. It's like I'm doing whatever. I'm 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 just branching out. That's all. Exactly. It's like, it's like yeah, follow all my all channels. Things all things, all things something with Garrett. All with Garrett. It's like the Omni Channel. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> all things with Garrett Grimshaw. All things. <clears throat> Well, you know, if you want, like, if you start to branch out, I mean, I need to give you access to the YouTube channel for the podcast. If you wanted to add, like, stuff there that doesn't fit the 90s, if you want to drop stuff there. Since That'd be good. I mean, it'd be good, too, when I do some stuff for the, for the, pod, for the podcast, particularly. Yeah. It's like, and like I said, I really would like to... Um, some of our interviews when we do the podcast interviews with people, if yeah. now like the one with Barry and Lori was a great interview, like not as a great interview in general. And I, I'm not, I'm not just plugging this for the, for those who are listening, even though it really I was good. Listen to it. <laughs> it was great, but it was a great, we, we did a video. We, you know, we recorded it. it was, that was a really great, but um, I know they were sensitive about their appearance and yeah. whatever. And they, they had nothing to be, they have nothing to be sensitive about, but I know, I They're agree. a little older than we are, and I get it. You know, they I don't think they were prepared for you know the the like the video portion of it, but I mean they look great, they, they did. really did. And it and, and and our whole thing was like there's nothing yeah, unprofessional about it. I messaged them afterwards and I said it I said, I can't tell you how happy it made my heart to see you guys. You know, it's been so long, but just seeing y'all and talking with y'all for that hour is just really, really good time. And I said, and it turned out it was a great interview. Um, I, I messaged Lori after it posted and um, and I also followed up and told her because we got a lot of listens, a lot of downloads. Um, I said, your interviews, you and Barry's interview is really popular, you know, with the audience. And so she, she was very pleased to hear that. I did ask her, I, I said, um, you know, if you guys wind up doing anything else, I said, I know you guys say you're retired, but if you wind up, you know, doing anything, you want us to plug it, let us know. Yeah, I, to, I mean, we talk to them again sometime. I mean, that house is ginormous.
so my kids uh, watched. There's a new Home Alone movie that appeared on Disney Plus. I saw that it was on there. I did not watch it. Let my kids review spare you and your kids. They said it was absolutely horrible. Um, Buzz makes a cameo in it. He's now a cop and he appears in it, but uh, they said it's horrible. And they've seen all of the Home Alone films, the first, the second, the third, and then like the fourth and fifth, which were TV movies. And then this new one. Um, And they were just like, yeah, the, they like the first two. The first, the third one, which doesn't even have Kevin in it. It's a different kid. Um, I forget which of my kids likes it. They're like, it's not great, but it's not awful either. It's got some funny stuff in it. Um, but uh, yeah, originally Disney wanted to do a Home Alone where Kevin is the dad and it's about his son. But I guess Culkin was like, no, I'm not interested in doing that. I did the Google commercial. <laughs> like, yeah. That's all I want to do. It's kind of like my idea. I think it'd been great when they did the, re- like when they did the vacation reboot, how much I like Ed Helms. I think he's a funny dude. Um, and I think he did a great job in the, actually in the role, but I would have loved to see Anthony Michael Hall says we just mentioned him a few while. Like to me, he's, He's 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 Russ. He, he's Russ. He's Russ. You know, yeah. he's rusty. That's that's who I think. That's um, yeah. Ed Helms. I, I like Ed Helms. I loved him in The Office and some of the movies that he's done since. But uh, yeah, I think Anthony Michael Hall should have played Rusty as a, as a grown up. Right. I think it'd be great to bring them back as. Um, that would have. Hey, go, go look in your couch, see if you can scrape up some change. Let's order a pizza. This is ex- exactly how I told you to get, order me a PTA pizza. <laughs> pizza <laughs> Transit Authority. I wish we had pizza delivery out here that was something other than Domino's. It's one of the things I miss about um, well, when we lived in Apex and then when we lived in Lake Forest, we were there were some New York style pizza places that would deliver really good pizza. Although since this is in Chicago, Kevin should be getting like a deep dish. Right. I mean, I haven't had a deep dish in a long time, but I love them. Like, like true deep dish style. Yeah. Yeah. I've only been to Chicago a couple of times. Uh, one of the times I went, it was when um, Lauren and I, we were just engaged and we went up there because she has family that lives right outside of Chicago. And that trip, we went to meet her, her great grandmother, who was at the time in her 90s. Wow. Lady. It's the only time I ever got to meet her, but uh, sweet lady. But on that trip, I had Lauren's great uncle, Took us to. Oh, this is great. 16 oh, yeah, candles. I was waiting for this. <laughs> there he is. And the guy from Planes, Trains, and Automobile. Uh-huh. Yep. The, 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 the. He just has this perpetual look on his face like, I ain't having any of this. 
it looks like he's the shaggy dog who grew up to be like the grandpa shaggy dog. Yeah. You know her. Um, All right, get her wallet. <laughs> you know, Grandpa from Sixteen Candles. Mm-hmm. You know he did the goon. He did uh, mm-hmm. you know Gremlins, and I think that was his last role. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like the bank manager or something in that. Yeah, and that was like that was his right after. Yep. Five kids. Parents are gluttons for punishment. Mora? Mora? Yeah. John. John. <laughs> oh. Good night, Johnny. That's, I, I do like some shit's creek, man. I'm... Yeah. Here we go again. I will have to see if I can. Oh, do they still make Brute by Fabergé? <laughs> the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast brought to you by Brute by Fabergé. By Brute. I go to I go to the, to the Dollar Tree and I can find it, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm going to find uh, Brute's corporate address. I'm going to email them and just or write them a letter and say, um, we've selected you to be our corporate sponsor. There he goes again. I'm going to go to... Uh... I got a roses here. Roses. <laughs> See, oh, okay. I was. I went to. I went to a, a birthday party in Gr- Greensboro the, the last weekend, and we passed a roses. And I mean, there's several roses. I mean, I, I know they're in existence. Yeah. Oh yeah. But right. but there's a there's a the roses there had literally had painted black a background with red roses painted like somebody had done a really good, I mean, it was, it was done well. It just, yeah. it was like a graffiti type type yeah. art, but it was better. I mean, but it wasn't graffiti. It was actually, but somebody had done a, I mean, but I was like, Hey, look, roses. I mean, it's like, no, not the store the actual roses on the <laughs> building. I mean, it was, I wish I got a picture of it because it was just like so unique. One of the last times I had to go to Durham, I wound up stopping at the Roses there at North Duke Mall. And uh, I went in, I was, I forget what I needed to get. It was something I thought, well, they're, they're, surely they'll have it. And they did. But I walked around the store and I walked to the back corner where the entrance to North Duke Mall used to be that connected. Yes. And you can kind of tell that there was something there. But, but uh, I was, I remember, you know, in its heyday, Roses was the place to go to get, you know, Toys. I mentioned that just other last weekend. I don't have any Star Wars figures I got from there. Ain't here. I mean, that's probably Rose, where I end up getting Rose more. Supplied about ninety percent of my. Well, I, I take that back. Probably eighty percent best uh, products provided the other twenty. Yeah, it could have been best of the other, but Roses was a lot. But Roses, yeah, Roses was always cheaper. <laughs> I remember that. Like I could get a Star Wars figure. I think it was like two fifty or three bucks. At roses versus like three twenty five at best or something. So when I was using my allowance to buy figures, you know, I had to pick and choose. I had to go. Well, it's cheaper if I get them here. So 
I've told you if I had that, if I had the, if I, if I had the back to the future, go back to go back to the past. I'm that's where I'm buying, yeah. I'm buying stock and I'm buying yeah. collectibles of all the things I. Yep. I'm still ticked off at Kenner though because I sent away all my proof of purchases for that Boba Fett figure and never got it. That kind of sucks. <laughs> Especially now with the whole Mandalorian. It's like seriously. Like I would have had it. I should have had it. Now. <laughs> I love how he utilizes this. These guys have never seen this movie. Don't know anything about it. He's like, oh, he's listening to a movie. Well, he actually, Mar, is it Mar? Which, which one's Daniel Stern? Marv. Daniel Stern. Yeah, I think he, he's the one that acts like he, you know, he's like, I think I know, like he's, like he's heard it before. You can tell he kind of has his like, but he just, you know, he's still, he, he's still too dim-witted to, to, to put the yeah. two, two together. So he's getting whacked. <laughs> Snakes on a plane. <laughs> Snakes on a plane, train, and automobile. Oh my gosh. That's a mashup right there waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Computer says no. Are you? Are you?
Scranton. She can go, she can go visit Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> There's the man in the back. I think you know this by now. Anytime like John Candy appears, I, the, the thought that runs to my head, I miss John Candy. Mesa Davies. Yeah. I see him, I'm like, I miss him so much. So I think we talked about this before. You may know the story already. So Hughes apparently wanted to pay Candy like a percentage of the box office profits to do this cameo. And Candy just was like, no, no, no. He says, I'm just doing it, uh, you know, as a friend. I'm just, I'm helping out, you know. And apparently Hughes was like, no, seriously, let me cut you in on some of this. And Candy's like, no, 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 no. Well, apparently if Candy had said yes, this thing would have made him millions of dollars. And he got paid 400, I think 414 or something. Yeah, what like was the standard, like what a, you know, a bit player would have gotten for two days work. And he worked 23 hours. Yeah. That's what I read. I, I just read that on Wikipedia earlier. It's not like, a, again, it's not like I'm giving uh, breaking um, <laughs> deep, deep stealth information that I've, Required. It's just like this is yeah right off the top. It's not yeah. Just some fun facts, people. Some fun facts. Fun facts. I love how he just goes through all the songs of these polka songs. Yeah, polka bombs. Yeah, you even heard of that that one. This one. <laughs> I'm gonna start a band, and I'm gonna call us the Polka Bums. Midnight Midnight Polka Players. <laughs> <laughs> Midnight Movie Snack Podcast, pod, the Midnight Movie Snack Polka Bums Podcast. Oh, I like it.
Uh, I love John Candy. Yeah. Um, good times. Good times. I read uh, Chris Farley auditioned for the Santa role, but uh, did not impress Hughes or Columbus and didn't get it, obviously. I read the same thing. Too, it's too bad. Yeah. That would have been, I mean, talk about putting, I mean. Yep. Not this guy doesn't, I mean, this this is not, I mean, but yeah, just yeah. to say he was in it with. Yeah. It's not like you have to do too much with this role. I mean. Mm. <laughs> Your little paw. My parents always have Tic Tacs in the car. I always <laughs> love to go get them from them. They they would go. Kids, yeah, my kids are all about Tic Tacs. Because I never have them, but I like seriously, I don't think I've ever bought Tic Tacs for myself. Me neither. Because again, my parents have them. If I need them, if I <laughs> want them. Well, you know, um, uh. What was I going to say? Um, they've come out with these Tic Tacs. They're like a limited edition, allegedly, uh, uh, Coca-Cola flavored. I think I saw the advertise, yeah. My kids, it's like, so Lauren will get them and keep them in her purse. So like during Sunday church, Sunday at church during the service, like they're constantly like getting Coca-Cola Tic Tacs out of her purse. She puts them in there just because it keeps them occupied. Like it's like, you know, she keeps stuff in there, they're less likely to fidget and stuff. So, but except you hear the little thing pop. Yeah, well, Lauren is pretty good about like she can get them out, like she'll dole them out, she won't let them just have it. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this church is right. I mean, right down the street. It's right. I mean, this is yep.
It's like walking down into Dick Chapel. Yeah, it is. Didn't hear a weird factoid about Catherine O'Hara. She has a condition known as situs inversus. It's a congenital condition in which major visceral organs are reversed or mirrored from their normal positions. So like basically her, some of her internal organs are not positioned. They're like the reverse position. So apparently cardiac problems are very common with folks that have this. But yeah, it's like hmm. one person in 10,000 have it. I think the thing, little boy across the street's got that. Got that. I think if. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been watching you through your window at night. <laughs> Sharpening my blade. Be like, oh, looking good, Chris. Kill anybody this year? No. Oh, Chris, come over. I got you a popsicle. Popsicle, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had the time of my life. And I owe it all to you. I never felt this way before. <laughs> mm, yeah. I got you some nice cool popsicles. Blue Harvest. Oh, look. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not lightsaber. Like <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're we're going off track with right. Family Guy. Home alone to Family Guy. Blue Harvest. Yeah, we just great kid. I don't get penisy. <laughs> I try. I tried to do that line. I think I. I think I said. I don't know. I. I still was saying cocky or something. I don't know what I said. I was trying to do that at the, in Disney at the Millennium Falcon ride. It's like trying to do that. I messed that up just as bad as they did. <laughs> I was trying to do it like they did on Family Guy, and I think I was the original. So, I don't know. Why don't you come on over to my house and I'll show you? <laughs> I got some popsicles. <laughs> do that all too well. <laughs> That's what's funny. Well, it's just the first time I ever saw it, it was when it was Family Guy was on. Uh, Adult Swim. This was before I got married, before I had kids, and I could stay up late and watch that stuff and still get up in the morning and function. And I'll never forget the first time I ever saw it. I laughed so hard at that episode. And I just started, like, just I kept going back and playing the scene because it just made me laugh. But yeah, he's like, he leaves that message on the answer machine. He's like, why don't you come on over? I got some popsicles for you. They're nice and cool and fruity. Ooh. <laughs> That creepy old man. 
Speaking of creepy old men, oh, this guy actually. So this was what we were talking about earlier with uh, Chris Columbus's uh, contribution. Yeah, he wrote. He said he wrote this, wrote this character in. Mm-hmm. And it does. And it does. I have to admit, it does give it. Uh, I think you're right. You get not only the heartfelt at the end, but it does give it a little bit more of. Uh, it yeah. grounds it, I guess. That's that's, that's, the, yeah. that's the right term I'm looking for, I guess. And again, I put the good actor there about. Nice talking to you. I won't kill you next time I see you. But see, like he didn't, like he didn't hear. He didn't say, "Hey, by the way, uh, why don't you? Why'd you run out of store? And you didn't pay for the, your your stuff." It's like, old guy gets out a list, says, "People, I'm going to kill." Crosses it off. Okay, name. You made it. At least not put on lipstick. Yeah. We we have Steve Bush, Steve Buscemi, whatever how you say his last name. Buscemi. Have him do the role. He'd be the old man. Shade of lipstick mm, makes my lips look so juicy. And think if this was originally when it went, it was WB was going to do it. Warner Brothers was going to do it first. They they, they didn't want to go over a certain amount of money. Yeah. And Hughes was afraid of that. He had already. Yeah. Shows you and, how savvy he was. He knew. Yeah. They weren't going to come through like he. Well, I mean, it, but but Warner Brothers, they had done the Christmas, they had done the, the vacation movies. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I think even with that, like that budget, like there was some budgetary, you know, rigmarole going back and forth. So I think Hughes just knew that, well, yeah, they've got a first look, but he's like, I don't expect they're going to play ball the way they've been behaving on. Because right. they, they, they not only didn't really put a lot of money into Christmas Vacation, but it, it really didn't get hardly any like marketing. Like it didn't get a big push. Like they really didn't back, they didn't believe in the movie. And I think for Hughes, you know, if you didn't believe in something he was doing, you were like dead to him. So if he could find, yeah. find someone else who could, you know, give him the money he needed to do the movie, that's what he's going to do. So I'm um, my so think about that that this movie would not we we would not be watching this on Disney Plus. We'd be watching it on HBO Max. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Good point. If it would stay with a stay with the Warner Brothers, yep, their loss. That's our gain. Our gain. <laughs> Disney's gain. Yeah, Warner Brothers can go suck it. <laughs> we would have had a hey in the in the, in in this Home Alone. This new Home Alone may suck. The not the one that just came out with, but just think if HBO Max had it, it could have been a a dark Batman Home Alone. <laughs> Bruce Wayne alone. Hey, hey, it's like, hey, at least your parents are still alive, Kevin. Mine are dead. Yeah. It's like, I'm left alone. (laughs) Home alone in the Batcave. Yeah. That's a concept. 
TikTok goes to Grandfather Claw. He did get to finish his macaroni and cheese, man. That's what uh, I feel bad for him. Kids should be hungry. Get your sweet self back in here and eat this mac and cheese. Put enough roofies in it to choke a mule. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Sorry, folks. Oh. Gotta get off this family guy kick. We should. Hey, they should. That would be funny if um had homo. If the uh, kind of the way that they had uh, Peter tell the story of Star yeah. Wars, yeah. him do the Home Alone story, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I love this like cartoon swearing, like, yeah. I love seeing these guys get punished, though. It is the funniest thing. His eyes. Hello. Yeah, like, what's funny is, like, they get, they have more hurt over a BB than they do when they get, when they get banged with, yeah. they, like, they, some they, of these objects will leave you out, knocked out cold, a concussion. And they just, you know, obviously it's part yeah, of the movie. Yeah, I know, I like you think a little BB is the worst of it? You just wait, guys. This kid is yeah, like, like that. That's gonna hurt more. Like either seriously inventive or seriously sadistic. Like Kevin's like a serial killer. <laughs> a little feature Dexter. That's right. One of the wet bandits were his first victims. They deserve to die. Get them on my killing table. Hello, dark passenger. <laughs> That's a that'll be a funny mashup. Young Dexter. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris Columbus could direct it. Mm-hmm. Because supposedly Gremlins was supposed to be a lot darker than what was filmed, and then yeah. he did Young Indiana Jones, so he's, he can he can combine the two. Joe Pesci's got a visit to his chiropractor. Love this. Oh, it just opens. Uh, oh, you sat there and tore up the molding around the door, the frame. Crowbar is. Like that would hurt a lot more than any BB gun. Yeah. And he's and it was hot too. That's 
Seriously, I'd have knocked him out. Right, so break him, break him, break him. Here we go. Ah. It's like the dude in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. Oh, he, I didn't know. Daniel Stern was in Little Monsters, which was filmed down in Wilmington. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're going to do a little, we're going to yeah. bring the bring this back to North Carolina. And I forgot. Yeah, he was in. You know what he was. He, you know, another memorable role he did was was City Slickers. Yep. You know, it was the same. You know, this came out the very next year, but it's like that. That ended up being another. That was a hot. He was a hot commodity man, and that he had three movies came out in eighty eight in eighty and nine three and ninety, but. What he's best remembered for, he was the voice of adult Kevin in the Wonder Years. Yes, which that was funny because he was in Fritz because adult he was in yep. Little Monsters, Little Monsters with Fred Savage. So there's the connection. And of course, everybody, I mean, everybody remembers him as the old man in Crystal Story too. <laughs> Sorry, you can't see my. I, I forget those can't see my face, that so uh, my eyes say, mm, <laughs> "Don't think that's what we remember him as." Uh. <laughs> Wait just like a case, like a chicken.
thirsty. Bro. I'm thirsty for more. Give me more. <laughs> no, you ain't. He's got a pretty good scream. Yeah, he does. And since it was John Williams, we didn't get time to play the Superman thing as he went across. Yeah, I guess if I guess if they would, if they would have went with Warner Brothers, maybe he could have got permission to do it. <laughs> oh. Where his hand was burned, man, it'd be probably hurting so bad. I'm like, here. I know. I mean, I know they got, he got they, they, they at least, they at least attempt, you got to give them credit. They used to attempt this to do where something. The turns into a cartoon. It's like, of course. You know, yeah, I know. It's just like, there's so much stuff here. It's like, this is where it, I will say, I mean, I love this movie. It's, it's a classic. 
but even when we first saw this in the theaters, like this sequence here, I'm just like, okay, I, I already knew you were dumb crooks to begin with, but this is just like, you know, you really are stupid. <laughs> it's like, it's too late for that. Too late for that, my friend. Yeah, that house don't look quite as big. I mean, nearly as obviously their house. Uh oh. This is great. So apparently, you probably read this as well. Um, Macaulay Culkin has a scar on his finger where uh, Pesci bit his finger during rehearsal. Like, I think I, I think I was done on purpose. Yeah, I think Pesci was mad because he couldn't cuss in the movie. That supposedly he wanted to go play golf in the mornings and. They, or the early starts are too much or something. Took it out on the poor kid. I need to come in, come through the screen and like tuck you in, put your little blanket, tuck you exactly. In. And that's that I need to do. Have my cookies and I, I, I need my milk and cookies. I know Mel Torme does it to you every time. It's like, mm, mm. 
Mel, sing me a song. Or John Candy. Either one of one of the two. John Candy is Mel Torme. Is John Candy in the John Candy Mel Torme movie? John Candy, Catherine O'Hara, The Polka Bums, a new movie by John Hughes. Maybe we should start talking about. Yeah. Okay. You brought it up. Replace the music with the ET theme. (laughs) Or Indiana Jones. Done. Like, like, how does that change the whole feel? (laughs) It's like playing this in Cobra Kai. (laughs) This music. Something's just like, no, I don't know. Actually, Kevin killed his family, and this whole fantasy's been playing out in his head. At the end of it, the cops show up to take him into custody. They find the bodies of his family in the basement. M. Night Shyamalan's Home Alone. You're here, but I killed you, Mom. I killed you. I guess I'll have to finish the job. I don't think there'll be a hesitation. By the parent or the child, if that was the real life. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, that's a sweet. Sweet scene. Uh, 
don't care if you did forget him. You're a good mom. Man, talk about a kick in the crotch. They come walking in 30 seconds after she gets I know, there. like, what? Shut up, Buzz. He should have been, he should have just been like, shut up, Buzz. <laughs> It's like, I trashed your room. Your spider's somewhere around here. Good luck finding him, you dirtbag. And I mixed them all together and drank them. <laughs> yeah, suicide. And some rat poisoning. I just put it in your drink. Kevin's ultimate revenge. See, they're all gone now. He just imagined it. So this is what you need to do is like recut parts of this movie, make it like a horror movie. I like the idea, actually. That means. There's his granddaughter. Kevin looks at them like. I have new victims now. Fresh. It's like, uh, Fresh. Like that, like that so uh, you on YouTube. Fresh new victims. That's right, old man. I'll see you tonight. Dexter, the beginning. This fall. Beginning. <laughs> He set traps for Buzz. <laughs> that would be great. That would have been hilarious. I feel, yeah, just 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 a few that didn't get used. His was like a spike trap. Right, spikes come down, just impaling. Told you I'd get you back, Buzz. Just in a movie commentary of a holiday classic. Here we are talking about Kevin killing his family, <laughs> setting death traps for his little brother. Oh. Uh, I guess just because we've seen it so many times that it's like, you know, just we do it out of love. It's this. Of course. Is, yeah. We're not trying to be. Uh, yeah. This was a good. You know, we, we love yeah. It. You were not roasting it like, you know, we would at a, a Chevy Chase roast. Chevy Chase <laughs> roast. Uh, no, that was, that was, that's, that's always, I mean, really, it's just, it's entertaining. It's good. I give it, I give it two popsicles up. Way up. <laughs> up. Way, way up. Not half eaten. The real thing. And nice and juicy. 
yeah, popsicles that hits the spot. Thanks for joining us this week for our Home Alone commentary <clears throat> and apologies. It did get a little uh, crazy there, especially towards the end when we were going very dark <laughs> in, in uh, kind of proposing the idea that Kevin was actually a serial killer and also the endless uh, references to Family Guy, specifically the, the creepy old neighbor. Uh, I have to... Uh, plead that it was the medicine that I've been taking um, as I recover from the flu. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed the commentary nonetheless. Join us next week for our second Christmas movie commentary. Be sure to visit and follow us on Instagram at the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast to find out what's coming next. And don't forget to check out Garrett's YouTube channel, All Things 80s with Garrett. That's all for now. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week. Adios.